Hey gang, I want to tell you about an awesome website that I just came across a few days ago, podcorn.com. Podcorn.com is currently sponsoring this episode of the podcast. That's right. I said a few days ago, I found out about podcorn.com and now podcorn is sponsoring my show. Podcorn.com takes the mystery and the frustration out of finding a sponsor for your podcast. There's no exclusivities, you name your own rates, and you maintain complete creative control over your show. And even if you're a new or smaller podcast, Podcorn will find a sponsor that fits. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host reads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Make sure to click on the link in the show notes to find a sponsor for your podcast today. Now on with the show. collaboration between today's guest Raina Mystique and AK that was called Hold and that song is actually on hold and it's being optioned so this is the only place you'll be able to hear that
Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Reina Mystique. Reina Mystique is a singer-songwriter, an actress, a Twitch streamer, uh, a writer. Uh, just She just does it all. She, she programs computers. <laughs> And she is also my wife. She is an amazing human being. And uh, it was really fun to have Raina on the the live stream. Because Raina's been on the show a few times. But this was the first time I feel like we've ever connected in a way where where I took out that. Because it, it was for me. It's all me. It's all on me. But it was the first time I was able to separate uh, that person who I'm... Per- the person I'm talking to is my wife. And, and just talk to Raina as a artist and as a professional. So it was just very interesting and it worked really well. A fun fact about this, uh, we did this in the same house, but she was in the room next to me <laughs> and she patched in through Zoom uh, just to do this interview. So she, she said she wanted to feel like she was actually being a guest on the start uh, on the show. So there you go, Raina. There's your star in the pavement on the We Speak English Good podcast. I truly appreciate you coming on the show. We'll get to Raina in one second, but you can go check her out on twitch.tv slash Raina Mystique. That's right. She is streaming. She is about to stream her ass off through uh, the, the month of February. She has decided to take the month of February off and stream her ass off. So uh, February, be expecting her to be streaming. Go, go check her out. She RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check it out. She is doing a lot of shit right now. Uh, okay, you guys can also go find me on, the, or We Speak English Good on the Twitch stream, uh, twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. You can also like, subscribe, and review. You can like us on Facebook and all the social medias in the show notes. You can also uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts like Spotify. You can also uh, leave a review for the show. This is a fun and easy free way for you to help the show if you like it. Uh, please do go and leave a review. Uh, that is about it. I'm going to make this short and sweet. We're going to get to Rain and Mystique right here, right now. Uh, what, what is today? Today is Friday. So today on the show, we have the ND Brothers, who are a couple of young bucks out of Rochester, New York. They are singers, songwriters. They, uh, they're Twitch streamers. They gig. They do the whole thing. So very excited to talk to those guys. That is today at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time followed by Cypher Deluxe. So get on board on the live stream. Okay, let's head on over to Reina Mystique. I appreciate you coming on the show and also uh thanks for having me oh, i'm like a guest now i know, well you've been on the show like 12 times not as a guest i've never been a guest yeah it's always been, always a guest. been like a bonus like hey guys here's this fun idea that's so anyways i'm a guest now <laughs> <laughs> well to the extent that like she insisted that she wants to be piped in via zoom <laughs> <laughs> i want to feel like a guest 
<laughs> I mean, like, with the show, well, I mean, the show used to be a person, uh, in person type of interview show, but, you know, over COVID, it's had to go this way. So, but, but, but we have like this little studio that we could have definitely just stuffed her in and, uh, but she didn't want to. And that's okay. I, I understand. Nope. I mean, nope. I, I, it's, you know what? We were stuffed in a room, in a small room all day yesterday. Like, <laughs> Oh, maybe uh, some chance are, some chats aren't going through. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, guys. So Twitch, Twitch is uh, doing us in on this 2021. I mean, what a way to start 2021, right? Just <laughs> with a bang. Thank you, Twitch. Um, that's okay. That's okay because we can always listen to it in audio. That's right because I'm, I actually push record today. Hey. Hey. Look at me go. I'm, 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 I'm pretty big... cozy right now. So are this you? is not. Well, I, you know, again, we could have had you set up here, but, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that you want no drop frames. No, I don't have no any. No drop frames. Oh, there I we go. I have point. Go. I got point one percent drop frames. What's up, Fluffy Puppy? Fluffy Puppy. Four one nine. No, that was your, uh, that's your song now, Fluffy Puppy. Four one nine. Um. No, but 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 yeah, like it, it's interesting because we sort of uh, we spent the whole day yesterday in this little ass room, and uh, I know by the end of the by the end of your stream last night, you were sort of just vibrating out of your skin. Oh my and, gosh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was just too much for me. Well, I, I get sensory overload. Like I really just like can't do it. So is that's been something that you've dealt with your whole life? Yes. How, Always. How, <laughs> see, how, how, have you, uh, how have you come to grips with that? How have you dealt with that over the years? Um, I smoke a lot of weed, and that helps. <laughs> and, like, I, like, really enjoy quiet time and, mm. like, really quiet activities, like reading, Legos, um, crafting. Like, I just don't like, like, a lot. I don't like a lot. I mean, I I feel like if you wanted to, you could craft and like listen to metal, and that could get you like extreme that would, crafting. That would be the worst. That would be the worst. Like, like our son doesn't really care to do Legos with me unless we have our own projects because I'm always just like, okay, well, hold on, like, just let's just go in order here. Let's think about this. <laughs> Was this something that you've had to, uh, that that you? Um, when you were a kid, did you did you experience this a lot too? I mean, because like a lot of times when people sort of start coming into these sort of things that they're realizing about themselves, like I need quiet, certain parts of my life needs quiet. I mean, is this something that sort of developed? I mean, or is this something that you had to deal with as a kid and 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 into adulthood? I mean, obviously, it's, no, into it's adulthood. been like it's been like always. Like I'm the oldest of five, so. Like there's days when I'm like I would be a I'd be like a kid and I'd be like okay guys whoa like hold on like let's all just be quiet right now like let's just take a minute, um and like you know like I guess it, it comes off as bitchy sometimes just because I'm just like I can't do that right now but it's really just like I just like things very chill, um I don't know like I'm not really a partier or a drinker like I'm a dancer I like to go out and dance but like I just too much is too much 
<laughs> but it, it, it's just funny is because you know like I'm, I'm so different from that you know like i'm very much the things are going all the time so it, it's just interesting we'll be eating dinner and i'll just like go i'll just like tap his leg because his leg will just be like uh, and i'm just like i can't handle it it's going right now honestly <laughs> lovely lace thank you so much for that for that that sub i appreciate it much love, much love. Appreciate that mod love. Lovely Lace, who will be performing later on in Cypher Deluxe. And if you are in the chat, please do jump in the Discord and and um, come hang out. We're going to be doing it directly after the interview. So please come hang out and drop a hot 16 in the Cypher Deluxe. Um, yeah, it, it's funny that we... that that, that I'll be, you know, like you'll come out in the morning and I'll have like 10 different things going on. I'll be working and going and you'll just be like sort of crawling out of bed like, oh, God. And it's like sometimes I feel like the sight of me doing all of that is exhausting to you. <laughs> <laughs> like on your way to the bathroom to do your morning business, you're just like, oh, God, what the fuck? <laughs> like that sometimes it's like, oh, Lord. It, uh, it does perplex me because you'll like always have something going like there's always like you're you're always listening to like something in your airpod or like there's just like your laptop is always on something like there's always a lot um and i'm like the total opposite i mean i like to be connected but i'm all like it's different you know yeah. like well, my I, always honest like let me put on an audiobook to go to sleep <laughs> detroit gladiator welcome welcome um the when when what are some of the ways that you found that that really helped you sort of mitigate i mean i know you said you smoked a lot of weed but like what are like some really key things that sort of help mitigate that because i know as for me and you know like these these things can be sort of like quirks that can annoy a partner and and sometimes it does you know like you're just it's just too much when you're doing your oh, it's too much thing i'm just like it's just dinner you know <laughs> like it's fine <laughs> yeah but it, it's it's uh but but it, it is interesting um how two people can sort of be like that together uh what the hell was i i was going to ask you something but i forgot what i was asking cuz i was looking at chat Eight what was it space helps mitigate that yes thank you thank you for bringing it back so so space so in out of the house yeah we don't work together as much either right now what's when you were a kid how did you have to deal with it um like like i always had i always had my own room for the mm. most part so like just like going away and like having like little orderly things that i could like i'm gonna arrange this and just kind of create my own little like space you know mm -hmm. where this goes here this is that and um i don't know just trying to create peaceful spaces that i could retreat to being outside helps a lot because when when i'm around a lot of nervous energy or just excitable energy and it's like bouncing off the walls like mm -hmm. it's nice to be outside where you can kind of like take breaths and that helps too. Yeah, yeah. That's the when when you're in those moments. What what is it? What is going on? I mean, this is this is information strictly for me because I just want to know. 
what is it what, that what you, what's going what, on what, what's going on when you're when you're deep into it like like last night when you walked out of the studio for the for the when you're finally walking out and everything's turned off and your brains just vibrate what is it what's kind of going on in there it, i don't know it's just like chaos <laughs> it's just like uh, like my like my like everything's just vibrating mm. and like i can't i can't like see past like i don't know whatever it is so i need to just like i need quiet i don't yeah. like a lot of people like in my face um, which is why twitch has been great because like i love performing and i love like creating and and um I used to hate like after a show when people would be like, oh my gosh, hey, that was so good. Or they'd want to talk to you after like a set or like when you're on your break and I just like, oh my God, I just want to go to the car. Or like sometimes I would just go to the bathroom and just like stand in a stall for a minute, you know, because no one's going to bother you in a bathroom stall. Yeah. Um, I just need clear. I don't know, I guess clarity. I don't know if it's OCD or if it's just like, I'm. I just move at a slower pace. I don't really know what it is, but. I just get very riled up and then it's just like I shut down. It's like I, I can't talk to you right now. Like there's no way. Like just can you please? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well what's interesting is is that I feel like that I've I've definitely picked up some of those traits from you and, and I definitely feel like you've picked up traits from me, whereas like you'll be able to I feel like you can just handle more now, like as opposed to when <laughs> when we were first getting together. Uh but for me I just feel like that <laughs> order toughened it up. Well, I just feel like being in a relationship with somebody who's sort of like orderly and wants things in a certain way, it definitely helped me to sort of um, prioritize and learn how to sort of shape, you know, an idea instead of just sort of running blindly at this huge obtuse idea that you're just, you know, like it's sort of just reining it in and sort of focusing in. Um, whereas I, I don't know what you have gotten off of me because I... <laughs> That's not, there's not much there other than you're just a little bit more open to um, to more things, I guess. You're shaking in your heels, lovely. You're all right. You guys are all right. You guys will be fine. It's 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 just a few. It's just a. It's just just remember. It's just a couple minutes out of your life. It's not even you know. No. Well, I mean, if you don't feel something like, yeah. is it real? Right. So. If you don't. If you're not scared right now, are you really feeling? <laughs> um, so. You know, I I don't think a lot of people know a lot about your music career. So, you know, they know what you tell them on stream and such. But I thought it'd be fun to sort of go through your music. And, and, and you know, I obviously I know a lot of this stuff. But I, I think that anybody watching and anybody, they don't know. So I, I think it would be fun to just sort of go through sort of your career music. When did you sort of start... Um, start realizing you had a, a, a an affinity towards music, and is that it, it does music run in your family? Is there a lineage of music in your family? Um, being creative runs in my family, so there's a lot of just like creative people. Um, my dad was in a band; he was in a couple of bands, and um, uh, but like my grandma, my mom, my brothers, um, cousins. There's a lot of creativity, whether it be like art or poetry or dance or hairdressers, hairstyling. Hair <laughs> yeah. Like there's just so many, so many creative people. Mm. Um, so I've always had an affinity for the arts. I know that I know the moment when I was just like, this is what I want to do, because I had done a couple of like elementary school plays 
Um, and that was kind of like how I got my feet wet was like performing in plays. And that, and that wasn't really too nerve wracking for me because it's like a group of people. Um, but they had a talent show at my school in the fourth grade and it was in the lunch quad. And I mean, you were singing, I was in the fourth grade, the school was fourth grade to 12th grade. So there was like practically like adults, you know, mm. like that were your peers. And um, I remember doing that and being so terrified, so terrified. And I got off stage and people were like, oh my God, that was so good, like blah, blah, blah. And I remember just being like, oh my God, like I hate what's happening right now. So it, I kind of like shut down for a long time, like wanted to do music and like pursued it. But like, I was unsure about like the performing aspect of it. And so it became like this obsession, like I'm gonna get good at performing. Like this is ridiculous kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of like drove me to keep going. Um, uh, so yeah, that was like the beginning of it. And then it just never stopped. Like it became like, okay, cool. Like I see like, this is an art form. This is a skill set, And like, this is very personal to me, but it's also like really cool because I can share it with others. And it just became a whole entire journey. And now it's like, it's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is very nice. It's nice that uh, you can have something um, that you have something your that has lasted throughout your whole life. This interest, this passion, this path, you know. And it's interesting how some people don't ever paths don't just appear to them. You know, I, I always feel like it's like people are very lucky when they realize what they want in life at a young age do you agree with that do you think that that there's a certain amount of um, luck with that or do you do you... i don't i don't know because there's a lot of agony that comes with that too like i mean i've always wanted to be a singer mm. um and singing is a very it's a kind of a mind fuck of a skill set <laughs> i love it and i love what it can teach you and i love i mean it to me it truly is like the greatest art form because it's just everything you need you already have but it's learning how to how to how to manage your muscles and and your mind and everything on a minute level and and be able to be free enough to trust your body to do that in front of a lot of people um so there was a lot of years of agony with with it and i'm sure it's like that with a lot of skill sets um but there's also a lot of just like joy and and like accomplishment uh, because I have been doing it for so long to just be like, I have like literally, and, and, and it helps you understand. I think what the big thing about sticking to something for a long time is it really helps you understand the growth process and the life cycle and how things, how things happen. Mm -hmm. It teaches you patience. It teaches you like, okay, you can, you can do something and as long as you're consistent with it and you do it for a long period of time, you're going to get good. Yeah. And that's really, really cool. And that's really encouraging. And I think that would be like the blessing of having something that you love and, and you can kind of see throughout your life and, and see how it changes you and grows with you. Um, because, I mean, you're never going to master something in five years or three years or six months. It's going to take you 10 years minimum. Right. And then and then it depends on how how obsessed how deep you go after that first 10 years if you stick with it that long yeah. um there's a lot of dabbling that happens in life and i think there's hard moments and it teaches you how to push through those hard moments and how to be consistent in a plateau yeah yeah that's a big one i mean you said a lot of cool stuff there actually but um 
what what sticks out though is this idea that you know sticking to something the stick to itiveness or whatever they call it is very important if you're learning a new skill or a new if you're setting out on a new you know journey on learning something and trying to get good at it especially um but what's interesting is that sometimes people will um sometimes it might not seem I guess what I'm thinking of is when you tell me about students who are, are like, you're like, you know, you, where you're just like, you're not, you're not able to connect with them right away. And you're not able to, you know, like you feel like they're not absorbing the information and you feel like maybe, uh, you know, maybe that this isn't right for them because they're so, you know, just disconnected from it. And then one day they start singing and then, uh, and then they're like, you're a student for four years. And they're like, yeah. oh, they turn into this amazing thing. I guess, I guess it's interesting when you think about it is like, even if you're not sure, you can just sort of stumble upon something. And it, it, so it's just like, I feel like it's really important for, for parents to sort of get their kids involved with a lot of different things. Because it's, it's like, you don't know what they're going to gravitate to. And if you're trying to get your kid involved with something that, you know, give them some sort of passion for life or, you know, or something that they could be passionate about, even if it's just a hobby, you know, I, I think it's important for you to give them a, a good round education about different things. Because, you know, six months into talking to a brick wall, all of a sudden you got a little, you know, a little, a little Mariah on your hand, you know, it's... I think more it's more important like it's very important to be well-rounded because mm -hmm. that makes you a, a good person mm -hmm. and you can't connect with other people and you can't really truly i don't think enjoy life unless you can understand what's going on around you right. who are the people that that you're interacting with but the big thing is exposing your children to people that inspire them hmm. to want to because if you have the ability and the and the excitement to want to learn, then you're going to naturally want to try a lot of things anyways. Right, right. So you do have, it, it, it kind of has to be both. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of almost got to get lucky with like the teacher too, right? Whatever you're, whatever you're exposing them to. Mentor, the teacher, who the friend, whoever it is. What's interesting to think about is that, you know, those students maybe that you were having a hard time with connecting with at the beginning, if they didn't have you as a teacher and they just had someone else who might have not, you know, given that kind of attention, that potentially that student would just never pursue music because they'd be completely turned off by it. I mean, how many, how many people are completely turned off you know how many future like michelangelo's are turned off by their high school you know art teacher because they're they failing got an F on a project how do you get an f on an art project <laughs> that is so true that is... Fail an art project. it's art it drives me crazy it no. drives me crazy or parents that tell their children to shut up like, like there are moments, there are moments. Lovely Lace. Thank you, Lovely Lace. Shelly's, well, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Love seeing this part of Raina. Also, hopefully my chat's working now. Hi, chat. You know what, Shelly's, thank you so much for saying that because it looks like we've been having some trouble. Um, it looks like Twitch is having trouble today. So, yeah. Sorry if you guys are, like, trying to chat or trying to connect to chat and it's not working. That's a real bummer because... Um, well, we got Raina Mystique. Look at, look at her little face. It's 
fuck you. Adam UK. Oh, God. I'm sorry I yelled at you guys. Uh, Adam UK, welcome. Thank you for that that host. Um, when you're when you're looking at uh, when you're when you're talking to a student that might not be receptive to what you're trying to teach, how do you how do you connect? I mean, obviously you have a great track record with teaching and such. That that you know you if you wanted to you could be a very well paid high paid teacher but your need and want to pursue you know creativity and the creative arts which you know i i completely support obviously uh how do you how do you get through to them like how do you break that exterior i mean how do you find out if what's hiding behind that shell is is, is a little mariah or if it's a little pariah you know like i don't you know how do you i don't think that's the right i don't word. i don't <laughs> rush students i mean it's 50 50 sometimes i'll get students who are just like i just want to know about this craft and so um they take lessons and they're not in a hurry mm. sometimes i get students and they're just like hey i want to release an album in six months and I'm, I'm trying to blow up and so it's a it's a matter of just like hearing everybody's stories mm -hmm. and, and understanding their goals and working with them, but also being honest with them that like singing, music, songwriting, you playing the ukulele, whatever it is, like it's literally going to require you to just set aside small moments of your time every day. Yeah. If you want to do two hours and obsess, great. But please don't feel forced to do that. When you're just starting out, spend your 10, 15 minutes, get your practice in and then be glad everything else after that and just kind of keeping it small and bite size and letting people explore um i i was taught very academically i didn't like it at all it didn't connect with me i kept going because i really wanted to know um but a lot of people they don't have that obsession they're just curious so if you push people too much they're just gonna be like this is not for me it's about letting people just kind of show up every week yeah here's here's a here, here's some homework if you're feeling motivated, do this. But if not, just, you know, do your best and I'll see you in a week. And then eventually, if you if you're loving this, you'll eventually start to practice and do more and and you'll want to do it. So it's it's a different thing. It's getting people excited about the process. Thank you very much for that follow, Shelly's. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's a great. Shelly's. You know, like you said you were academically academically uh, taught and i feel like it, this is a good spot to sort of separate what you do compared to how you learned so could you sort of break down like how you learned and what you don't like about it and then what you do and how you teach mm. okay so i was taught very academically i went to a performing arts school so it was like i was in the orchestra and i was in the ensemble and i you know it was very like read these notes, do this part. And what kind there of music were you were you learning primarily? Like traditional, I mean, there was like some fun stuff, you know? <laughs> Things get a little funky, but it was all very traditional. I mean, this the I went to a performing arts school that was very much like we are raising like, I mean, it was all just very traditional. Yeah. There was like very cool elements, you know, like uh modern dance. You could take modern dance, but it was all very traditional. Well, you went um, to you also went to a You went to a private school in Seattle, so it's you For college. Yeah. So you had uh, that was very traditional. Mm -hmm. Like you were going to learn classical music. Mm 
Um, you were going to understand, like, I really appreciated learning the, like the, the pedagogy and like the theory and the, the sight singing and the ear training and understanding composition. Um, but like, you were going to sing classical music. You may or may not get to do a couple of jazz pieces. <laughs> like, and, and then my second year there, they started a gospel choir, mm. which was, they did the best with what they had. <laughs> The teacher was the teacher. The teacher was authentic, you know. Oh. But, <laughs> but so, like, you know, I learned I learned all of these skill sets, and I could, you know, I could sing out of the aria book, and I could, you know, I could I could do this music that had been written mm. hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But how do you take that technique and apply it to something that I that I wanted to do? And I didn't. I just wanted to do like pop music. I thought, which pop's not really my jam. <laughs> it's more of like an R&B like soul vibe but like how do you take something that's like so old and 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 traditional and 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 learn to utilize those skills to do something current um and so that was a gosh that took years that took from the time I graduated at 21 until probably I was like 30 yeah of just really refining it and not sounding like cheesy and not sounding lost and not sounding confused and sounding like this is like, this is all of the hard work. Here it is. What, what didn't you like about that traditional education that you received? What, what was the biggest things that you- I didn't know how to apply it mm. to what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do classical music, but when you're going to college, you have, unless you're going to Berkeley, maybe USC, but USC is like, you know, mostly like musical theater if you're if you're training academically, because a lot of people have a hard time taking those concepts and then letting people do what they want with them. Right. Yeah. Because there's a the side of you that has to be very trained if you're going to be as free in your instrument as possible. Right. Because a lot of people get good, but it's about how can you be for me, it was about how how free can I get? Um, so um, it's very hard to take very traditional concepts and to be like okay well now i know the rules i'm gonna break them mm -hmm. when when the rules have been instilled in you for so long how do you break those rules right hey mighty mighty welcome welcome let me get let me get my mighty take care of here let me do mighty, mighty. oh what the heck mighty, mighty. there you go mighty Thank it's pretty you. fun to see I, from this. I see your question, your favorite today. I didn't forget about you. I, um, I'm just over here doing this. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get that question, I promise you. I promise you. I, I just wanted to get through this, this little tidbit here. Uh, with academic teaching, you basically are like, well, how do you... It's like you know all these rules and they're instilled into you. And they're instilled into so much that you sort of don't even understand the concept of breaking them, right? Like, you just don't even understand what that even means. What do I do? Like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> right. Because I hear that all the time, too, as, especially as, as an instrumentalist. You know, you hear people be like, well, learn all the rules so you, so you can break them. And it's like, well, what does that even mean? And what's interesting is, is uh, I bring this up a lot, and I'm sure you've heard it, me, me blathering on about <clears throat> on this show and you being a mod here. <laughs> you've heard it <laughs> several times, I'm sure. But, you know, I, I talked to somebody who who uh, was classically trained percussionist who worked on Broadway and, you know, very successful. And when the pandemic hit, 
she sort of had a really hard time with figuring out what she could do because she was so used to just playing other people's music really well at the top level of playing other people's music. But that's all she knew. And so she sort playing of... Playing other people's music exactly how they want them to play it. Here's yeah. your accent. Here's your right. crescendo. Here's your retardando. Mm -hmm. Here's all of the answers. I, I don't think you can say that anymore. That's not PC right now. That's not, I don't think you can say... That is a the R word. Term. I don't think you can say the R word anymore. A musical term. I don't think you can say that anymore right now. <laughs> what you play you you go talk to the scholars <laughs> you think, ask them if we can break the rules i don't rules. think we could say retardando anymore all right i think uh all right not <laughs> that that people get confused with clothing dye <laughs> i don't want i don't want that um yeah well i mean but but what you see in that is that when people are faced with any kind of adversity to sort of uh, change directions or try to find a different way of, of making, you know, money or, or expressing themselves uh, through music, it's like they, get, they hit this wall. And it's sort of like when you try to see these classically trained people try to go to jazz and try to improv and stuff. They're just like, what is this? What is going on? And it's just so interesting when I love it when when you have classically trained musicians who go through the jazz thing and, and they come out on the other end with this this really this awesome idea of like improvisation and, and classical and having like really strong fundamental roots of, of just playing well. And, and having great, you know, fingering or whatever in technique. And, and, but they're still able to sort of uh, slay. Uh, like Chance, your, your keyboardist out in San Diego is one of those people who are who just exactly like that. And, and then, and then, but, but then that can be a trap too, right? Like, cause then all you're doing is jazz. And if you're playing in a rock band, you, you don't need jazz chords going. Or R&B. Right, right. Control yes, your cool. instrument in a different way and take it in a different direction. Yeah, I like that. Lovely. Um, so then, what is it about? So then, what is different about how you how you attack teaching? How do you? What's different, and what what makes it effective? You what to you? What makes your teaching methods effective? And what is it? What is your method? I still teach. I still teach like the basics. Like you need to know how to breathe. You need to know how to drop your jaw. You need to know how to bring your sound forward. You need to have breath control. Like those things. Like will always be taught. But you could sing whatever song you want. I, like, I'm going to let people know, like, hey, like, you might not sing this song at, like how you think you should sing it because muscle memory is very important. Mm -hmm. and, and kind of to answer um, Detroit Gladiators question, I didn't see um, your favorite today's, but I see Detroit Gladiators. So you have to tell me what okay. your favorite today's was. Um, but it's all about muscle memory. Right. When it comes to singing, when it comes to projecting your voice with speaking, when it comes to playing an instrument, when it comes to painting or drawing, it's about doing something really well enough times that when you get into those live situations, you can enjoy the moments and just trust that you put enough hours in. Is it going to be perfect? Probably not. But like, that's the beauty of it. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be authentic. Yeah. And I just want to read that question, too. And I'm sorry you got skipped your favorite today. I didn't mean to go out of order. Raina just sort of took it upon herself. Sorry, but... it's only because I saw it in the chat. I know, I know. It's just funny. That is where acting differs, at least for me. The training is meant to get you as free as possible, but controlling your instrument, which is you. So how do you free yourself while controlling your instruments? 
And I think you, uh, I think you kind of answered that. Yeah, that's the hard work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's like we can all go have fun and we can play, which I love that acting is called playing because like mm -hmm. it really truly is. But when it comes to acting, the hard work is how authentically you can you be in front of other people. How real can you keep it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and when I'm free, how real can I be? in yeah. this moment and, and, and to really be present in that moment. When it's singing, it's the same thing, but there's these little, there's these skill sets, you know, you learn how to hold your body when you're acting, you learn how to drop your jaw when you're singing. And it's just you doing those in your practice because practice is your perfect bubble, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay, guys, I'm practicing right now. This is my practice. And then you have like your performance where it's just like, I'm just gonna have fun. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I practiced, let's see what happens. <laughs> and you just, you have to be okay when when I see people do exercises like like I watched a YouTube video and I'm doing this and I'm like okay well what are you doing that exercise for because I saw it on a video okay but like is it to help you bring your sound forward is it to help you relax your tongue because if you don't know why you're doing the exercise it's not benefiting you so when you go to sing the song your body goes, oh, yeah, I remember how they were doing that. Nyang, 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 nyang. Oh, say, can you see? And you're like, I don't know why my voice is cracking. Well, because there's these like really there's a there's a short list of things that you have to do really well in order to be able to sing. Yeah. And if you can just practice those things enough that when you're nervous, when your body is shaking, when you're mm -hmm. scared, when you can't get your breath under control because you're just like, huh, that those things just happen. Yeah. And that just takes time and practice. It just has to be muscle memory. It, it just mm -hmm. has to be. Um, it has because because it, it, but that's but that's what's interesting about performing a lot and doing it over and 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 again is that you <laughs> become very very comfortable with it and and I I've been saying this a lot lately but I I've like towards the end you know of my performing out in the real world before Corona. I was so comfortable on stage. I was doing, uh -oh. and I was like, I I'm on stage in front of an open, you know, like a full packed house. And I'm, oh God, oh, you know, and I'm making a horrible expression on my face. I mean, it's just, you know, no one should be that comfortable on stage. But what, <laughs> but what I realized when I caught myself doing that is that, wow, I've become so comfortable on stage that I don't even care if I fucking, if the whole audience knows i stink because pff, and I'm, that's I'm when here, you baby. have to decide to add something new yeah so, like showering like they don't deserve, yeah they don't deserve you i mean they deserve your comfortable and your real but they also deserve your excited and your and your magnetism you know they that's that's what they're there for they're there they're there to see that but well and and plus when you're comfortable it, when you're that comfortable it, it means that you fully get to engage with your instrument and feed off of your environment you get to fully in, engage off the audience in in a positive way because you're not being um you're not being impeded by by nerves or or just these crappy you know the feeling of, of oh am i gonna make a mistake oh i hope i oh i just don't want to make a mistake oh my god oh my god there's so many people out there watching me i know they see me sweating oh god why can't i quit sweating oh and then you just mess up and you're just gonna keep messing up and then the fact that you messed up is gonna make you mess up even more because you're in this horror show where you messed up and 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 whatever cortisol and all the chemicals that get released when you when you make a mistake and make yourself look foolish or at least appear to be foolish you, you that floods your brain even more so whatever you do after that mistake 
you're setting yourself up for more mistakes because you flooded your brain with all these fucked up chemicals. So being able to find comfort in, in whatever um, forum or whatever medium that you're in just just helps completely. It's to... panic attacks. It's anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like That's what that is. You got to know how to talk yourself down off the ledge. Yeah. And that's the, that's the hard part. I mean, that talking yourself off the ledge makes continual obsessive practice seem like a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's what was really interesting about coming to Ohio and seeing you go into acting. And then for me, like a little bit, just for on my own behalf, pushing my own limits, going out and doing improv, because that was so scary. Like improvising, like going to the first class of improv was one of the most scariest things I've done in, in the past few years. And I've gotten to, you know, play in front of lots of people and do really amazing things and play on great stages. Not bragging, but I'm just saying that it, it's that I've been in these crazy intense situations where I'm fine, but then take me out of my element of, you know, my music and my piano or my guitar or whatever I'm used to and very comfortable with. And throw me into a new situation where you gotta, where you gotta actively look stupid in front of other people. It's just, you know, it it, it was a total mind fuck. How was that for you, coming here, um, you know, and and getting on stage as an actor? Because because you didn't start acting until, you know, in your well into your thirties. So, twenty seventeen. 2017 that was just a few I had years done ago a couple of i had done a couple of like elementary school plays mm -hmm. but, but then that was it like yeah. acting wasn't i didn't really care for the musical theater scene and that's what a lot of it was, mm -hmm. it was just, that's corny um so i in 2017 i started acting and um whew, i hadn't felt that that nervous feeling in years yeah it had been it had been a good i don't know 15 years maybe right since i had felt that like <sighs> and so um that was great it was great i love it yeah well you also were able to work with a very reputable theater company in the area um the purple rose theater which i bet Detroit gladiator knows all about that um but it's it, you know you were able to sort of get on this stage and um <clears throat> I mean, to me, it just seemed like you walked right on the stage, like <laughs> because when you when you get to know the people there and when you get to know like the 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 um, the culture there and how things work, you realize that there's been some people who've been um, what do you call it when you're not you're interning or what are they with it volunteer what what is it when you have to start you have to start as an intern right oh I, uh, you, no you don't have to start an apprentice apprentice, apprentice. Is just like it's a learning program. But, but when you but when you find out that there's some of these apprentices have been doing it for like you know four or five years and still are an apprentice, and then all of a sudden Raina Mystique just comes in and just sort of glides right on the stage, uh, you know, like it, you you were putting a. I wouldn't say I glide right on the stage. I would say like I've put a lot of years into like becoming like comfortable in myself, mm. and you have to be comfortable with yourself. Right. Uh, the being vulnerable with other people in very close proximities, that <laughs> that's hard. Um, that's the hard part for me, but being comfortable with myself. So like auditions, I think it was just like following my heart, being in the right time at the right place, just listening to what I should do. And I just, I happened to go to that audition and do really well. And 
got lucky enough to do some stuff to do some work that's uh yeah that's it <laughs> that's it but but it was the but it was just really interesting to see how terrified you were because i hadn't oh seen you God. so so scared and so long to do stuff because you're very you're a pretty confident person i mean like once you have something down you're like i got this and, and you're able to and, and it shows and it exudes uh but but to see you sort of just like oh god <laughs> and just have that thing it was really it was really interesting um i want to get to i these... know what sucks is i spent like a solid three years acting yeah. like really building up those chops and like learning so that i would be like a comfortable nervous mm -hmm. and not like a terrified nervous you know yeah. it was like this like, oh cool you know and then freaking coronavirus came and like now you can't act anymore and it's just like well that sucks because i am worried that like i'm gonna like get to start acting again at one point and i'm just gonna be like terrified nervous again like yeah. i'm not gonna be a comfortable nervous well what's interesting is, is is in the acting community around here and what's sort of come up in the past you know over this past year and i won't go too detail oriented but um but there has been, you know, an out where people are speaking out. I mean, I've heard podcasts from regional actors um, who are talking about how black and brown people are, you know, not intentionally excluded from the shows. It's a traditional train of thought. It's the mm -hmm. same thing with music, mm -hmm. right? I have a lot of students who are amazing singers. They've been putting in years of work. Mm -hmm but they'll never have the accolades that someone else could have if they spend the same amount of time just going through the program, mm. right? So I'm gonna learn this song. I'm gonna enter this showcase. My song is appropriate for this showcase. I'm gonna get an award. I'm gonna, and then they just repeat that cycle. It's the same thing with acting. We're gonna do these shows. We're gonna do them like this because people know them, boom, right? So it's just about people being afraid, A, to break out of what's comfortable and what works and B, them not knowing how mm. you hear about it a lot, like black sitcoms that are written by a bunch of white people. Mm. It's just like, well, like white people can't tell the story as well, but just the same way as if you had a room full of black people trying to tell a white story, which you haven't had, <laughs> like you don't get that. Right. right. But, but that's comical when you think about it like that, to yeah. think about like, a group of black people sitting down and writing like a white drama. <laughs> and then Karen says, I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> and everybody's like, yes, that's Yeah, it. That's, that's what Karen would do, right? Yeah. And, and then all the white actors are just offended because like <laughs> now they're stuck in the Karen role. And it's just like, so it's just a matter about getting enough people to have the right resources and to be in the right place at the right time to create the work that is representative of the vast amount of talent that's available mm -hmm. instead of just having these institutions that work. Right. So, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's hey Ferris. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Ferris. Appreciate it. And we're going to get, I these saw, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I don't want you to get your train of thought. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> oh, Karen. Yeah. I feel bad for Karen. I don't, 
I don't like to use the Karen word. I don't like to use the ghetto word. Like, I just don't really care for those words. Um, right. But there's, but do you, so do you think then, I mean, because you know the people who are running these, these companies, these theater companies, and, you know, are, are they, they're, they're not racist people, right? I mean, that, no, from what just, you get. It's just, how can you expect somebody who studied one train of thought their whole life just, flip a switch because now we don't see race and we don't see gender and we don't see like you need new people Mm -hmm. to do new things if you want new work get new people and if these doors are closed we'll open your own doors yeah build a new door well that's what that's what i really did what look at what Issa ray did Issa ray was like i got an idea i'm gonna put that up on youtube (laughs) boom yeah hb well, you no, know, but it, it, not, and, that, 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 not everybody's story, but that's very inspirational. No. And and I really love uh, I love that there's been, you know, like. Like everything else, you know, black and brown people had to just take it upon themselves to sort of create this community for themselves. Oh. So uh, like the black and brown theater, I I really love that theater. I love what they do up in Detroit. I really think it's a really fucking awesome. It's amazing. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's sort of that, I mean, and when you hear these, you know, these, these, uh, these actors, you know, these black and brown actors who are like, cause I've heard several podcasts now of actors from this region, you know, talking and, and me talking personally, I know I've talked to, uh, uh, to, to, uh, gosh darn it, Kay, <laughs> I was going to call her Key. Uh, because her name, because because Key is a streamer as well, Key is, and Detroit's friend. I think that's her bestie, I believe. Uh, but you know, I, I had Kay on the show, and she, you know, she's she's went through this her whole life, where she's sort of, you know, it, it, she sort of typecast into this character, and you know, and and she is so, you know, she's so much more than just the 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 housemaid or you know the loud big black loud friend you know who's sassy you know and all that there there is this you ever if you've never been around black people and you only know black people from the media yeah and you're not out there doing your part to interact with black people how can you expect to write or create for black people outside Mm. of what you know it's the same thing for asians the same thing for whites it does it if, if you're not and there's a lot of people that aren't they aren't uh privileged enough to to grow up in racially diverse communities so they just don't know yeah yeah and their formulas have worked for years so do they do the formula thank you for that uh that uh follow there samuel. samuel i saw um your favorite today's question okay and it was asking me why did i marry such a chaotic musician and the answer is because uh you loved me in a way that allowed me to love myself plain and simple wow that's a lot of pressure stop bro. it it's <laughs> a lot of pressure stop it well see there you go there you go yeah it's just like when you find somebody that allows you to be your freest self because they see you and not you know what they expect you to be um it makes it really easy to be like cool this is someone that like i could vibe with and so you impulsively get married and and you find out what marriage is about and then you realize like oh cool like um 
this person definitely has like their like ticks and their like energies, but like oh, big crazy. chill, They're chill. Crazy Thank you, sir. Thank What's you, up, sir. Chili Chill? I appreciate that. Welcome, welcome, Chili. I appreciate you being here, buddy. And big Chili Chill, um, you know, I, I, forgot, I fucking forgot to get a hold of you. I, uh, but uh, yeah, are you, uh, were you planning on trying to do the live looping today? Um, of course. I know I said if you if you were jet lagged or you weren't feeling it. To- okay, there it is. I'm so nice. I just don't want to. I just don't want to impose myself on people. So I appreciate that, Chili. That's very generous, everybody. Big Chili Chill, go give him a follow. We love Big Chili Chill around here. Um, the answer, Detroit Gladiator. You're absolutely right. It's so easy for the, for for uh, traditional institutions to be like, okay, well, we've we've met our quota. We've we've got our Asian. We've got our black. We're good to go. Um, <laughs> they can't to, shut us then, down. And then to answer Shelly. Um, if you are with somebody that you don't feel comfortable, not that you want to blow your morning breath at them, right? But if you don't feel comfortable with somebody that like you can roll over and kiss in the morning in, in your natural state or somebody that you can be okay to be like, wow, it's too much. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> to, um, to just love you for who you are and they make you feel uncomfortable or they uh they make you feel like you're not good enough or you have to try to impress this person constantly that's not the person for you yeah. and with mike it was really easy it was just like oh we vibe we get along um and and thank god because it's still working i mean do we get on each other's nerves yeah but not a I heard I had a I had a manager when I was a lifeguard. She was our, our pool manager. And she said that the way that you know if a relationship is good is when the good days outweigh the bad. And when the bad days start to outweigh the good, well then that relationship is not working. And so so far, there's been a lot more good days. So You know who else said that? Who said that? Michelle Obama. Oh, Mike loves Michelle Obama. <laughs> Her book was good. Her book was good. Okay, I don't care. Her book was good. It was cool, but I'm more of a Barack. Hey, I just it was a it was it was refreshing. Okay, um, live on a mountain. Welcome. Thank you for being here, sir. I appreciate oh, it. Live on a mountain. How are you? Um, there there was one thing that we didn't get to that I forgot that yes, we. Salo. Let's we, pick a date. <laughs> oh yeah get get on there get on the artist's eye uh and, and let's give a shout out for valo too yeah you know, i was i forgot to ask you i forgot to follow up what i can do it for you what well, boom okay well <laughs> thank you uh when we were talking about teaching and stuff we sort of I've, i forgot to sort of seal that up oh live on a mountain thank you for those biddies i appreciate it, sir appreciate it uh, I hope that you're here for the Cypher Deluxe to live on the mountain. We're going to be doing a rap, uh, a rap Cypher a little bit later. So uh, get your your fresh bars ready, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what was your... Uh, so what I forgot to, to wrap up was is that you were taught in this very traditional classical way, but yet you teach in a very different way. I was just wondering what was different and why you think it's so effective. Um, it's effective because it's student based as opposed to like curriculum based, mm-hmm. like doing this curriculum, the way that I teach is very like student based. So I can teach you these concepts in a way that worked for you instead of being held to like, 
I can't, I can't grade you if I don't judge you on these <laughs> criteria, you know, yeah. like once you take away that aspect of it, but you also have to really know your instrument too. Mm -hmm. If you get stuck with the teacher that knows all the academics, but doesn't understand their own body, like what good is that teacher for you? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, and it, the, when you, when you say it's like student based, what do you mean? Um, I mean, like I care, I'm a private teacher. I don't work at a university, mm -hmm. so I can use the student goal. Yeah. It, which changes the game. And when I teach group classes, I do teach on a topic, but um, I try to teach it in a very relatable way that like, like I'm not going to tell you to deep breathe into your ribs, mm -hmm. you know, using your diaphragm. Like people don't even know where their diaphragm is. Like, like I've never seen mine and mm -hmm. I've been teaching for years. Um, so just saying things like relax your belly, <laughs> like yeah. let's keep it real. Like let's keep it real about what it is. You know, before there was textbooks, it was like, Oh cool. Look what your belly can do. Right. Girl 2.0. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks Hi, for being here. Thanks for being here. It's always lovely to see you. Um, now I know I'm sorry. I wanted to wrap that up because I, I forgot to finish that out. Um, when I was talking to Kay about, and I'm sort of jumping back and forth here, my apologies. I, um, but when I was talking to Kay and talking in regards to incorporating more people of color into the into the acting world, and and this goes beyond just Michigan and Ohio. This is this is going on on Broadway. You know, there's lots of people talking. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of pushback on Broadway about. Um, you know, it, it, uh, um, representation and stuff. So, and and what that's what made Hamilton so amazing is that they they sort of reversed the roles of all these these historical figures and incorporated you know representation, and which was great. I mean, and that's such a it was an amazing show as well. And I mean, that just show that's proof that things can be done, and that's sort of. Kind of what Kay was saying too when I was talking to Kay about acting, you know, now this is regional. She was like, "You don't have to have, you know, it. the The roles don't have to be specifically white or black. Like, like why do they have to be that? Why does it have to? I mean, like, there's a spectrum of black people. There's a spectrum of Mexican people. There's a spectrum of Asian people. They're not all, you know, not all black people are just, you know, sassy and 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 talking." you know, I was going to say talking jive. Wow. But <laughs> Jesus, but you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, it, it, not all Mexicans are lazy and not all Asians, you know, whatever. I could go on and on and say horrible, stupid things that people probably don't appreciate. I have to grab my chapstick. Give me just one oh, second. Are you going to, are you going to give us some, some Rihanna, some, uh, no. <laughs> some glossy? Are we getting glossed? Are we no, getting glossed not, over here? No. I'm not on stage. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's just, a, just a Carmex Friday. Hey, <laughs> but what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Where it's like you don't have. It doesn't have to be these these roles specifically spelled out. Thank you. Um, I think that that's just again people's ignorance and them being afraid to branch out or them not knowing any better. Mm -hmm. it, it's just when you when you uh seen things done one way and it's working why change yeah yeah so somebody said somebody asked me like 
one time, well, what would be like your dream role? And I was telling them like a stoner chick film, you know, like something like that would be like my dream role. And um, they're like, oh, cool. Like nothing like that exists. And I was like, yeah, I haven't like there hasn't really been anything. And somebody else was like, so just write it. And I was just like, <laughs> there's never an excuse. Like yeah. there's just the thing about art is that like once you realize that you don't need anybody else's approval, it's nice to have those things. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like you want to be an equity actor, you want to win a Grammy, like those things are great and they help rise you up. But at the same time, you don't need anybody's approval. Just do it. Yeah. And if it's relatable and if it's real, people are going to find it and they're going to like it. Like end of story. Do you have to do the work to get it out there? Yes. But like when people complain about like, there's not enough diversity in these, who cares? And I know that's a rude thing to think, but like at the end of the day, like do it yourself. Mm -hmm. If you really want it that bad, then you should be willing to work for it. Mm. And if you don't know how to do it on your own, branch out. So yeah. I don't really get stuck in that train of thought of like, I don't think it's fair. Do I not think it's fair? Yeah, totally. Did I grow up like living that reality? Absolutely. Um, but I'm not going to bellyache over it. Yeah. But, but I mean, do you think that someone should be? Should be belly aching over it? Well, yeah. I mean, like when you're, when you're talking about inclusivity Why are they and representation. That they're, not, they're not, that they're not wanted. Well, because they want to be there. So? I mean, that's like, like being in a relationship, that's like being in a relationship with somebody that you know you shouldn't be with. <laughs> right. Why? But but see that that that's a little difficult because when you take these like well-known you know well-known theaters around town around the region it's not like going into those places you're going to be met with you know racist comments and like you know made to feel less than and you know what i mean it's not like you're walking into a just a a horrible negative space it's 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 different right because it, it's still like people are there and like you're saying they're just going off of the trajectory of their of of the success of what they built i mean the thing is, is that so, everybody wants to work right yeah when i put that into like musical terms like i was really frustrated in my early 20s because i wasn't like a white girl yeah and it was like everybody where i was at wanted white girls doing R&B. They didn't want black girls doing R&B. Like it wasn't marketable to their tourists, right? Who right. were there to like their music. And it frustrated me. And then it was like, eventually it was just like, why am I tripping off of this? Just because this is the biggest lane, my lane is somewhere. Mm -hmm. And and has it take like, did it take me a long time to get where I'm going? Yes. And I honestly think that a lot of that had to do with me just trying to fit in the lane that was already carved out instead of me just finding my own path. It's a lot harder. It's scarier. There's no net. There's nothing to catch you. you, you there is a great probability that you will fail multiple times. <laughs> and, and you just have to, I don't know if it's stupidity that gets you to just keep doing it, or if it's just, you know, like the hard headedness of being like, I'm going to accomplish this goal. Um, but if you want something bad enough, there is always another lane. And, and it's just a matter of we get caught into the glitzy ones. You see it on Twitch where people like like clamor to be in like bigger chats because they think it's going to help them. It might, but that's not the only lane, you know. Mm. Um, I'm going to do a corporate job because I'm too scared to try my goals. Well, that's a really big lane and you're probably going to have a lot of success there. But are you going to be happy? 
you know what, you could fight for the next 20 years and keep auditioning at the same six equity houses and hoping that you could get in, or you could spend all of that time failing and figuring out what works and create your own lane. So no, I really don't. Uh, there's a lot of heartache that comes with trying to trying to fit in somewhere that's already established. Mm. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, great, because the opportunity is there. You just have to find it. There's just so much, there's so much potential and opportunity for you to be limiting yourself to the few things that are the biggest. But don't you think if no one is complaining, then nothing's going to change? If no one is 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 bringing attention or, or shining a light onto it, don't you think that it's that that it's doomed to just keep going? Maybe, or social media comes along and says, "Fuck your ideals, anyways," because now the people are in charge. I mean, <laughs> you just wait long enough, you know. I mean, I come from the era of like, well, like, there's only one Mariah Carey. Her role's already taken, so nobody else can have it. So, like, now the internet exists, and everyone can do what people have been saying for years anyways. It, I just complain, make things equitable, but at the end of the day, like, it's always going to get taken too far. And it's just, it's, it's not, I, I don't like a lot of chaos. I, I grew up learning how to think positive, and so I just... I don't really complain unless something is like really unfair, you know? Mm. I don't know if you not getting to work at that equity house is not fair. You know, I just, it's a job. <laughs> like, right. it's an opportunity, but it's a job. And like, why are you complaining? Go somewhere else, do something else, work harder. But, but, that I mean, but but there is something that's not right about that, and that should be corrected, don't you think? Um, well, if it doesn't involve like basic necessities and they're a private organization, they can do whatever they want. Like, mm. it, I just I just have a hard time complaining about things that are um, not essential. <laughs> you know, like if we, if, if instead of complaining about equity and diversity and inclusion in theater, how about let's talk about like equitable, like clean drinking water for all people or like, you know, like empty buildings being turned into like facilities for homeless people. Like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not, <laughs> let's not get crazy now. I mean, no, my God, what I'm are you talking not about? I'm really woman? big on, on complaining about things that aren't essential. Well, you know, if they were, if they had a, if, if there was an equity theater that had a sign on the door that said no blacks allowed, I'd, whoa. <laughs> it's whoa. like, everybody get a sign. We're fucking the shit up tonight. <laughs> we're fucking the shit it's up tonight. Problem, but no, like, I just, I, I was always taught that if you want something, you'll make it happen. Mm. And that's it. Well, I mean, but but I mean, it is nice to see representation, though, and that's through years of people, you know, complaining or or protesting in one way or another. I mean, I mean, would you agree? It's nice to see representation on, you know, Netflix and the TVs. Well, represent representation is great, and I think that it really mattered when media was a conglomerate, but the media is not a conglomerate anymore. Mm. 
So why why I doesn't easily, but, I can easily seclude myself into the exact world that I want to create for myself now. Hmm. And yeah. everybody can do that. Hmm. So I just don't think that it's worth wasting my time over fretting over something like that. Thank you for all these hosts, guys. And Whispering Glitter, welcome. Thank you so much for the, that uh, host Hello, as well. everybody. Hey, hey, hey. I'm looking at Bears, Girl 2.0, Super Mario Twitch, Whispering Oh, Glitter. Super Mario Twitch, did I miss you? Hey, Super Mario Twitch, I'm sorry I missed you, buddy. It's good to see yeah. you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate Hi, it. Hi, um, oh, What were we just talking about? creating your own destiny. <laughs> I, you, so I heard oh, something yeah, when I was really young. I was probably 10 or 11. And somebody was like, you're not even going to grow into yourself until you're like 40. Like that's when your body matures. Like, mm -hmm. like you know, so like, why are you trying to rush? Like, just, just stay in your lane, do your thing, and you'll eventually get there. Like, you know, it's just like staying on the path. Um, so I don't know, like veering off to do other ridiculous things like complain about what these people are doing doesn't affect me well so why do it exactly girl 2.0 make your own opportunity and be you because if you if you know uh your your favorite today was asking um about mike and i was saying we got married because he taught me how to love me and that's a big thing if you don't know how to love yourself then you are forever going to be searching for love and acceptance from other things okay if you learn how to love yourself, it comes from within. And you're gonna create your own success and your own happiness in the way that you want it. Um, and that was something that our relationship together helped me to like really truly kind of see who I could be as a person. And I don't know if it was like all Mike or if it was like the time period that we met in our lives because we've both grown as people. Um, but, uh, you know, self-love is a very important thing. And I think that a lot of people that are complaining are angry because they're not, they're not seeing themselves accepted when it's like, even if you do get that job, mm -hmm. if you're the type of person that complains, you're going to keep complaining. You will find a reason to complain. Yeah. You know, until you find what you're looking for. Right. So, well, you know, I talked to guy, uh, yeah, guy Sandville of the Purple Rose Theater. He was on the show, and uh, you know, we, I really wish that I would have talked a little bit more about, you know, the idea of bringing more, uh, you know, people of color into the rose and in in, in the scene in, in general. But you know, talking to him. <clears throat> he's obviously not a racist person. He doesn't hate people of color. He doesn't hate black people. And it's, you know, like there's nothing about that about him, but he is saying that, you know, I sort of brought up the idea that people sort of feel entitled to certain um, positions because of, you know, of, of who they are, or what they were, or who they were, or what, what the skin color are. Um, because they, they feel like that they've been left out. And so they need to, that they, they should be in that spot. And he was saying, and I sort of framed the question and I wasn't even thinking about it in, I'm sort of in retrospect, I sort of framed the question as like, you know, people who were saying they were born for a role or whatever. He, the, his answer was, is like, you know, whoever is the best at the role is who's going to get the role. He's like, I'm not looking for, you know, I don't care if where you come from or what your background is or what color you are. If you're not, if you're not right for the role, you're not right for the role. Now, I wish that maybe we could about these equity theaters too, like the ones in particular that you're talking about that are in these little tiny towns in Michigan. It's like how many people of color are 
auditioning at these theaters. Like, and, and, and it, I don't know. I just, I just think it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I saw that Detroit. I saw no. You know what? And Detroit. You know, like I, I'm sure. I bet you. I'm. I'm almost guaranteeing you're aware of some things that kind of gone on over the summer, uh, over these past few months in that particular theater. Which in uh, that region, it's in that region. It's in that whole region. In that region, it's you know, it's it's a it's a bigger issue. But right, and, and just, you know, look at Lynn. Lynn was like, oh, y'all ain't doing what I want to do. I just called him Lynn, like Lynn Manuel Miranda, like we're friends because we're not. But maybe we will be one day, you know, who it's knows, the right? It's the homie. But, but you know, if people aren't building what you want, do it yourself. And yeah. that's what he did. He wrote his own role, wrote his own music and casted his own show, you know? Whoa, wait, Kay's car got keyed because they saw her on a regular basis? Chelsea, man, Chelsea is a, Chelsea's a trip. Chelsea's a trip. I, I could see how there could be some weird stuff going on in Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, I don't know Guy great, but I don't get that he's, I, I'm not getting from him that he's just this ardent, horrible, racist guy who doesn't no, want black people just, around him. You have him. to understand, you have to understand. I heard an interview with a, a, um, Calvo, thank you for that woo. Welcome. One time. Who, who was a well-known actor and they were explaining how they weren't racist because their dad regularly had people from his, his company. He had his in black employees over for dinner. Okay. And it was just like in his heart, what he was saying was like the kindest thing ever. Right. Mm. But it's just like, if you're not exposed to a lot, then you just don't really know. Yeah. And 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 what he's saying wasn't from a hateful place. It was definitely ridiculous. <laughs> like, mm. like I'm not racist because when I was younger, my dad hired black people and we ate dinner together. <laughs> like, what's that? That's ridiculous. We right? ate dinner with the help. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, you have to understand that, like, times are changing. People are changing. And at the end of the day, I just I don't feel the need to beg or complain to be anywhere. If it works out, then that's where I'm supposed to be. And if it doesn't work out, then that's not where I'm supposed to be. When a, a prime example, when we were talking about in San Diego, how like, you know, there's a very specific type that's marketable in a lot of these like bigger establishments. So I was finding like different establishments. I'm not going to get booked here. I'm going to get booked here. They pay the same. Who cares? Right. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not blah, blah, blah name. And sometimes I would get blah, blah, blah gigs. But sometimes it'd be like, oh, I'm going to be doing this thing. I'm creating my own my own night I'm doing my own gigs. Um, and I started to realize that, like, instead of being angry and being like, well, it's not fair that I can't play this show because I don't look like this and I don't do that or whatever it was. It's just like, oh, well, look, there's more opportunity somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I'll just go where my late, like, it's again, it's finding where you fit in and doing what you do and being confident in that. And if you're not confident enough to do it, well, then it's not for you yet. Yeah. Not saying that you can't get there with hard work and perse perseverance and consistency and, and hard, and, you know, but, but like, it, it's not for you yet. So just, just keep going and you'll find it. You'll figure it out. Yeah. What do you think? Let me ask you this question over here, because um, uh, Shelly's she she they they asked it uh, a few 
minutes ago, like 33 minutes ago. Uh, what is your favorite part of the work you do uh, for both being able to teach people and help them become better artists and also being able to share your music and creatively and creativity for entertainment and community building? When it comes to teaching, my favorite part is like when someone has a little breakthrough. You know, because when you're mm. learning a new skill, you learn some stuff, you learn some stuff, and then there's like these plateaus. And then eventually it's like, oh, that's what that's for. And then you're able to utilize those skills. And then, the, you know, you might have a little more growth, a little more plateau. But it's those little, it's those little discoveries that just when fireworks go off, I love that. I love that so much. And when people are confident enough to be like, you know, maybe maybe they never sang for anybody because when when they were young, their mom told them to shut up or their voice wasn't good or their teacher gave them an F in choir, you know, like <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. So they never sang. And then, you know, they're 50 and they're like they, they 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 tell you like, hey, like I was singing in my car at a red light for the first time ever. And somebody looked over and I didn't care. Um, those would be that. That's the reason that teaching is is just wonderful for that to be a part of people's journey and to be like a positive like influence in their journey. Um, when it comes to my favorite part of the creative process, um, I love being in the studio. I love being in the studio, like with a band, just a, a recording and putting down arrangements and, and sharing those recordings with people. Um, but I also really like performing. I love Twitch. I've always preferred like cafe gigs. Um, like, like I always said like, well, if I ever get famous, like I'm doing like little symphony halls, you know, like the house of blues or like little small places. Cause I don't really care for like arenas again, sensory overload. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I really like Twitch for the aspect of like, I get to practice, I get to perform and I get to connect with people in a way that doesn't overwhelm me. So it's kind of like the best of everything. So. Mm. By the way, Raina is in the next room over. So, <laughs> Just for anybody joining us. I wanted to be treated like a real guest for anybody who's coming in late. So I'm in a different room. She's she's <laughs> she's been a real guest like twenty-five times on this show. But Yes, Shelly. Uh, Detroit Gladiator, thank you very much. You didn't have to do that. Oh mighty mighty, you guys. You guys are too good. Hey, you guys are too good. Hey. So so good. Was excited. I'm glad you were excited for this girl 2.0. I was too. I um I had a you know, like uh me and Raina me and Raina, we we've had podcasts in the back in in the past that like I just ugh, I don't ever want to go listen to because it's just <laughs> and in fact like there's podcasts in the past where where I, I honestly want to go take them down because of just where we were at at, at in our relationship you know because there's some podcasts I remember a podcast where we're get like it was leading up to leaving San Diego and I didn't want to leave San Diego really bad like I did not want to leave California. And, uh, you know, like, and so that was a big point of contention for us. And it would almost spill over into the podcast. And so for a long time, we we actually just didn't he do. couldn't interview me. I couldn't have her on <laughs> because I didn't want it to turn into uh, like a husband and wife sort of bickering. At <laughs> but I was just sitting here thinking that. Um, that this was probably a good idea that that like to sort of separate our like our in-person energies so like none of those because no because like our in-person energies can definitely influence how Wait, i would so react just so you guys know 
Mike is like very tightly wound. Like you see him moving right now. You can see it. No, I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's and fine. I, and I'm very much for those of you that have seen my stream, like that's really how I am. Like I'm like I do get excitable, but I'm very just like ah, uh, you know, but me and Mike spend a good amount of time just sitting on each other, just on the couch. Like, I'll just go sit on his lap. So it's not like we're oil and water. We're very, I would call us more yin and yang, um, but in a professional setting because we're both artists, we're both creatives, and we're both very different artists. It helps for us to be conducive and to work well when we're in. Like, now, like, I'll write a song and I'll give him a demo and he'll produce it and then send it back to me as opposed to us being in the same room together recording because it just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, but on, so on a husband and wife level, we get along great. We know like, you know, we do our thing and we, we work around each other very well and with each other very well. But when it comes to creativity, uh, it's interesting how we met in a band uh, about 12 years ago. Mm. And over that time period, me and Mike formed our own band and then he kind of did bands and I kind of did bands. And then now we're just like two separate artists. Uh, so that's been really an interesting, an interesting journey as well. Yeah, it's it, it definitely has been. And, and uh, just seeing seeing the development. I mean, like because to the point where where, you know, where, where we would work together. Um, we we've had such contention over the, <laughs> those <laughs> chili (laughs) (laughs) so um mike wrote the instrumental to a song and i wrote the vocal melody right to the song and um i recorded it how i wanted to record it because i was going to release it as random mystique so i recorded it with my band mike was not a part of the process and mike hears the song and he's just like yeah it's all right like he just oh no no i was you're you're being nice you're being nice she's being nice because i was like this is terrible it's such a terrible it's terrible like i hated it so much like in that moment but 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 this is the problem and this is where i was kind of going is my ability to not separate work and 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 wife roles is just it's just not there because i'm just sitting there it's like how could she do this to me (laughs) and like (laughs) you know it's like bitch you fucking you gave her a song and she went and she fucking wrote to it and then she gave it to the band and let them do it and this is what came of it and this is how the project ends and 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 to me i i didn't see that as because when you're writing for people and you're you're giving your music away and yourself you gotta you gotta just know that if you give it to somebody it might not end up anywhere close to how you thought it was or was supposed to or betrayal. how you, <laughs> betrayal yes and plus we were going through our own things there so i had like all these personal you, you guys can go listen it's it was different was it different no, no, it was no, it wasn't different. I love different. You you Which guys nailed it? different. It was superior. It was superior. Go listen to superior. Go listen to superior. It was superior. You guys can tell me because I think it's a beautiful song. But me and Mike have always had this thing where like I'll be like, there's too much in that song. And he'll be like, No. And I'll be like, There's too much like there's just too much. And so we 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 are we are very different people. Um so so uh it has been a fun, it has been a really fun journey, but I think we're at a point now where like it works pretty well. Um, 
I think. So. Yeah, no, I, I do too because I've grown up. I'm not a fucking child. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's, he said it, guys. He said it, not me. And um, I'm dropping Superior in the in the in the chat for everybody. If you guys want to hear it, this is a song that I wrote, and the original, I think, is it was the we original. Wrote. Der- we, wrote. we wrote it together, but the we original wrote. I thought was was amazing, and it, it was rough because I demoed it out myself. But <laughs> look at his face. But but then you know the band went and did something else to it, and in that moment, it was just like I can't. Ugh. But but this idea that you know like that that we had that I had I, I blur the lines and I was I'm not very good at keeping them separate I wasn't I'm getting much much better at it but uh, that became such a thing in my head that it it became like a regular question that I would ask guests who work with like sisters or work with their wives and stuff where it's like. So do you guys, how do you guys get along when it comes to the creative aspect? I mean, do you have this unhealthy fucking blurred lines like I do? Or, 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 or are you guys professionals? Most of the times it's like, we're professionals. We, we're fine. You know, but, but then you have those some people who are That's just like. That's what they say, right. but, but then you have to be like, well, how long has their relationship been going on? Because everything's <laughs> fine. When, when, when me and Mike met in a band. It was great because it was like a band that I had already been in and neither one of us were the lead of the band. So it was great. And then we started our own project and it was like, you know, like the honeymoon phase of that new project. And then it kind of became that we really kind of started becoming our own artists. So how long has their relationship been going? I mean, if you're sister and sister, there's a chance that like you've had your whole life to like develop that relationship. And a lot of times you find like like these newer duos where they've been they've been dating they're not married yet or they've only been married for like a couple of years and and you kind of have to like ask this to like like the seasoned the seasoned you know because it's the same thing it's the same thing with being a musician period there's like that honeymoon period of like i'm a musician and everything is going great for me and i'm really motivated and then there's like okay i've been doing this for 20 years now so (laughs) when's it get better (laughs) no i love it i love it i i i mean i keep doing it yeah. So I really enjoy it. Well, yeah, and, and that's the other thing. It's like as many times have we played like crappy shows and and like you know been in weird bars where we don't feel comfortable as as a couple, even because of just just the color of our skin or whatever it is. You know, like all the weird things we've had to go through. It's still like this. This life is still is much more preferable than working in an office <laughs> and like working at a factory or working. And, and, and it's more than that. It's more than just a way of making money. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's fucking, it's pursuing your passions. And, and that's what I, you know, I feel like there's so many people trying to, to figure that out now. You know, I mean, like so many people and like when you see when you look at Instagram, you see all these people who are like, you know, follow my page for more life hacks and all these things. The real life hack, you know, it's interesting because you hey, Harbinger, Harbinger, man. Hi, Harbinger, man. Harbinger. Thank you for. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's finding what you love about yourself. Because then you're going to be happy if, if you're if you're doing something because you're trying to escape a situation or if you're doing something because you think it'll make you cool, I can guarantee you that it's going to make you sad. Yeah. So you have to figure out who you are 
And um, you have to like the the biggest thing though is you have to be consistent. I have so many Facebook friends or friends from high school or whatever it is that um, you know they start a business and then six months later they're inviting you to a new group and then they're two years later they're inviting you to something else. And they don't stick with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it a lot of it is that stick with it. You're right. gonna be good at something if you just do it for a long for long enough, you know. I read I read uh Instagram is good for extending your music outreach. Oh come on, I'm trying to stop something. Okay. Um did a recent music seminar as I need help to get on the music road again. Yeah, you know, mu- Instagram is good for music outreach and such, but it's it, but it's mostly if you're paying for ads and su- and stuff. Or uh, you're or you're really investing your time. Yeah, or you're investing your time. Uh, yeah, blogs can blogs can be helpful too. Uh, but again, it's who it's the distributing and getting them in front of the eyes of people to read. So Harbinger, what did you say? It's a numbers game. Yeah. Once you once you like get good at your craft or you have a product to sell because you don't have to be great, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that. There's a lot of musicians that are good, just good, and they're killing it. It's it's partly um, getting a product that you that you can promote, and then secondly, um, it's a numbers game. You have to get it in front of as many people as possible. Right. Yeah. However, you're gonna do that. Yeah, totally. And and the the thing about Instagram is that yeah. you know is that if you're not spending a lot of money on um, ads, you're sitting there doing the the tags, following tags, and or or commenting on tag you know things that you're interested in, and um, you know it's very time consuming. But yeah, I mean, if you the thing about Instagram though, I mean, it, it's like anything else. If you're consistent with it, you can grow it and you can make it work for your benefit. But it's definitely something that you have to put time in. I've had a few resources on that, like CD Baby, but there's a couple there's a couple others that distribute to Amazon. I think CD Baby distributes to Amazon as well. Um, you, I, I think it's really just a click of a button. Um, so make sure you're reading all the fine print, I suppose. But uh, Harbinger, Har- Harbinger, what did you call him? I said Harbinger. I think Harbinger. That's right. <laughs> we, I've seen Harbinger before. So uh, live from me, audio quality is poor. Let's have let's play the MP3 I sent you. Cool, Mike. Yeah, that's fine. No pressure, no judgment. <laughs> we make you comfortable. That let's roll it. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, I I understand. Yeah, the 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 Discord. It's not gonna be the best sound quality, but this is the best way we can. Well, the best way that I can uh, affordably bring uh, the cipher to you guys. So it, it shouldn't be too bad. It shouldn't be too bad. Uh, we were running tests earlier, so we're, we're going to be doing that in about 20 or about 19 minutes, guys. We're going to be doing the, 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 the cipher deluxe with your MC lovely lace, our wonderful mod. Also Reyna is our mod too. So lots of mod love here today. Uh, so lovely lace will be MCing, And if you guys are interested, please jump in the discord and, um, Get in the Cypher Deluxe text channel and sign up. And uh, Cypher Deluxe is what we're going to do right after this. And basically, if you're not familiar with a Cypher, a Cypher is basically people getting around and rapping and rap battles. But we're not doing rap battles. We're just, it's just if you have a, a poem that you want to read or if you have a, a hot 16 that you want to drop, 
we have a beat in there or you can uh, if you have your own royalty free beat you can link it up in the ch text channel and uh, we're just gonna be letting people uh, spit some bars and then we'll 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 get to know them just a little bit and then we'll do the next person and we'll just see how it goes because we're just here to have fun folks it's just here to i wanted a, a, a lovely lace and i sort of collaborated on this idea and we just sort of want a nice safe place for people to come and express themselves and it has something to do with music too so uh and i love hip-hop and our channel points are fresh bars which if you guys don't know i'm all about them fresh bars so if you got those fresh bars, come drop them in the Cypher Deluxe going down in about 17 minutes. So, but right now we're talking to Rain of Mystique over here, living big, living large. Uh, the So I, I kind of wanted to uh, go over some things that were like, um, because, oh, thank you for those fresh bars, big chili chill. Uh how how because i've been asking everybody and i i thought i would ask you too how has your uh life changed or what has your plans changed since the pandemic what was your trajectory okay. for 2020 what was your plans and how did it change look at these fresh bars getting dropped because i want to drop some fresh bars and then i'll answer that question that's that's fair i mean we let can... me see am i connected i am connected to chat I tried dropping emotes and wouldn't let me. Oh, there it goes. There it is. Fresh bars, some fresh woos. Uh, so what what were you going to do and uh, how did it change? For well, in 2017, we moved to the Midwest because there was more opportunity to play live. And uh, so we spent the last three years um, just building up a name for ourselves in in the Midwest region. Um, and so we were playing, I mean, we were booked, like by the time coronavirus shut everything down, well, the government shut everything down because of coronavirus, we were already booked. That was like March. And I think we were booked until like February of like the next year. So we were fully booked, um, and we were, you know, working on a tour and getting ready for, uh, just a lot of live gigs. Um, and that was kind of the goal that was always like like the big goal was like, I just want to play music. Um, and then uh, I was acting too. So I was booked in some some acting gigs, gigs as well. And uh, Saucy and I have an agent. So we were going on a lot of like um, movie and commercial auditions as well. So just doing a lot of work. Um, and uh, coronavirus hit and uh, <laughs> and we were home. It was like, <laughs> it was like, like literally driving about 2000 miles a month, like needing to get an oil change every month because we were doing that much driving and, and going and, and performing to like, I think we put gas in the car like four times, <laughs> like since the pandemic. <laughs> so uh, I got on Twitch uh, and uh, what a blessing, just what a, a huge blessing. And that's kind of been where I'm at. Um, before the virus hit, I was also trying to, um, write for more artists, like something I've done over the, throughout the years, but, um, such a huge shift girl 2.0, like it's, it's insane. And I was like, I was, I, you know, I have days where I'm like, we moved to the Midwest because we were working a lot. And what are we doing here? You know, what, what are we even doing? To my um, absolute <laughs> dismay, to my absolute fucking dismay, you have no idea the battles that we had in figuring out whether or not to come 
to the Midwest from beautiful San Diego, California, three blocks from the beach. So, so but now but we have Twitch. Oh, and, yeah, and Twitch is really awesome. And and honestly, it has completely changed the game. It gave me a chance to kind of like shift. Obviously, I, I literally went from being a full-time creative to being like a full-time teacher and then doing Twitch. Because like when the pandemic hit, everybody wanted lessons. Mm. Like my studio was, it was very full in San Diego because that's what I was doing. Um, and then we started working a lot more and I was I was teaching one day a week. And so it went from me teaching one day a week, a couple of hours to teaching six days a week and sometimes seven. <laughs> and then I was twitching. And then it was just like, I, I can't teach this much. Like I have to perform otherwise, like, like inside of me is going to explode. Um, so I've been trying to figure out the like teach Twitch thing because obviously I'm not making money as, a performer right now so teaching is like thank god for teaching um but uh just i just I, I don't know i don't know what's next it's it's nuts uh probably lots of songwriting because i can do that during the pandemic i'd love to grow twitch i would i would love to keep doing this um i don't know what what's some <laughs> of your goals for 2021 um <clears throat> I would like to grow Twitch um, throughout this year. Like that's a really big goal for me is just to grow to grow the community that we have. Um, and I would like to write more songs for other artists. Like I want to sell a lot more songs this year. Uh, and outside of that, just uh, continue to work on that that balance, that like work life family balance. Because yeah. I've been here, but have I been here? Like, I've been in the house, but... Guy Sandville once told me, there's no such thing as balance in the arts. <laughs> and so, uh, and, and then we look at what Guy's going through right now. Thank you, Chloe. <laughs> uh, your channel is really smart, right? uh, very unique, fun, warm. Always enjoy it. Yeah, I think so, too. Raina, you've created, like, a really interesting community, and... Um, and uh, I, I don't know, like, what? When, tell me some of your thoughts about what you've sort of built with Twitch and, you know. I don't know some, that I built it. Like, you know I'm how just it's saying, like, like a, on, but, but like where you're at now, like, from, you know, like just your thoughts on it and on your community and, and your progress and your growth and stuff. I love our community. I, like, I was blown away that on Tuesday morning, we woke up at 7 a.m. and we're playing original music to, to like, Twitch friends, like, all over the world. And, like, Thursday. and getting to share those moments. Oh, Thursday. Yeah, so just yesterday morning. <laughs> We've been going, that, folks. We have been going. going. And I'm going to be on Cat McDowell's Songwriters Showdown tomorrow. So, um, so... Mm. I love our community I, and I've always wanted to kind of be a person that could help people just love and respect themselves and feel comfortable and feel safe. And uh, Twitch is a great place to do that because I can literally just be me and uh, find people that, that vibe with me or maybe people that don't vibe with me, but didn't know they needed that type of energy in their life. Mm -hmm. And they come to chat and be like, Whoa, I didn't even know that. Like I needed this frequency, like, to, yeah. for me right now so to just be that for people and um 
uh, just continue to see our like our community grow. I mean, everyone's just they're so loving. Everyone's really kind and uh, really, really welcoming. And I really, I really like that. Um, live in, live on a live on a mountain, live on a mountain. We'll just say live on a mountain, live on a mountain, live on a mountain. Uh, <laughs> I think artists all over Twitch are planning to make it part of the future of the future of IRL and gigs. Yeah, because the people, the people that are the people that are that understand that music is always progressing. Um, are the same people that are okay to let their work into the world and to let their work just live in the world, mm -hmm. you know, because there are those artists that are just like, I've made this and I need to control every aspect of it. And it has to be me and, and I don't want change. And they're holding out for IRL gigs. But like, all of the like, intelligent musicians see that like Twitch is not going away or, or sessions or whatever mm -hmm. they do, which Twitch is like the cool one. Um, but <laughs> I think, yeah. I think, um, but yeah, if, if you're if you're a progressive artist, then you know that art always has to change. And this is just another change in the medium that is music and art and and Lego building and whatever it is. Um, so it would be foolish of an artist to to not even explore the possibility of Twitch. Will there be musicians that can exist IRL? Absolutely um but like why would you want to you know i, I, just, I don't even get it where do you go for feedback for your channel i have the hardest time getting people to give specific ways to improve um i'm lucky in the fact that my chat will uh they'll dm me like i'll get messages from people like hey you should do this or hey this would be a good idea or if i do something on my channel one time i try <laughs> I love, I, I am a um, professional hobbyist. I like to say that's like my side job. And so, you know, I have like craft boxes. Like it's just, it's a thing, right? I just got a cricket. So I'm on my channel one day and, and we're doing, we're doing crafting me and me and twisty. And, uh, and then I was like, great, great stream everybody. And they were like, wait, you're not going to do music. And I was like, no, I thought we would just do this today. And they were like, nah, <laughs> like that was like the, it, nope and i was like okay well i'm not gonna do that again or they'll be like hey <laughs> i don't like those overlays or you should do this or you know if somebody else in chat is doing something that's like not community friendly like they're really quick to just be like hey like that's not gonna work so i think i just lucked out uh and i think that the, well, that's what i needed i am toxically independent like to the point where i don't ask for help so i think god was like here's all of these people <laughs> that <laughs> are just going to give you their opinions. So I have to work. I'm a professional procrastinator. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's weird too. I, I mean, that's one of the things that I've, because there's certain things that I felt Hi, like Shelley. be, be well, Shelly. Um, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. That, and it was great to see you. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. It probably wasn't important. <laughs> Yeah. Good luck, Sorry, Shelly. I was in the chat. Girl 2.0, you're absolutely correct. And that's interesting, too, because I, I, I've I, never been the greatest marketer. It's something that I've been working on. But Twitch has really helped me with that, right? To just, like, I just feel more comfortable because I have this community of people that are also promoting. They're like, hey, you should go check out Raina or, or whatever it is. Um, so that's been a really big help recently. Um, but there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I can't come to your show. I'm too tired or I'm too this or I'm too that. But, like, you're absolutely correct. It's like... 
if you don't want to click a link, then you don't want to be, you don't, you never wanted to see the show in the first place. <laughs> so, so finding the people that are willing to click the link is, um, those are your people. And so, yeah, absolutely. Like you don't, your tribe is worldwide and Twitch makes it possible for you to find. We celebrated the Australian, the Korean, the American, like, did we count them down perfectly? No, <laughs> but did we celebrate them together? And so, yeah, Twitch is a great way. Like as an R&B artist in California, I had to move to Michigan just to find like an abundance of work. And then to be able to go on Twitch and just like break the mindset of like, I don't need to play IRL gigs when I can find a community online and do exactly what I want to do no matter where I am, as long as there's good internet. <laughs> that's, that, that's the that's the stipulation yeah. as long as there's good internet yeah that's the other thing that sucks is like moving to a new place is like if you want to continue streaming make sure that you got a good connection there because my goodness uh yeah. we which we found out the hard way right because we we just recently realized that we could get more upload speed <laughs> and because when we talked to the cable when we talked to the internet company we we're just like yo this this shit is garbage what's going on and they're just like oh well you could oh you got good download speed but your upload speed is trash and i was just like oh i didn't know it goes both ways <laughs> so we upped that which i mean i think helped uh tremendously because now it's we can actually at least we can get out almost 700 p you know 700p it uh, works it works this is, this is fine for me you know <laughs> that's the only thing about streaming is that <clears throat> that i bring up a lot is, is like leon brett had it right it's like your improvements should be like one percent each time it's like improve one percent because if you're gonna go hard you're gonna go huge <laughs> you're gonna get so frustrated about about doing doing this and and you're just gonna want to quit sure i am gonna okay uh, I celebrate so many people I would never have met. I feel so lucky. Chili knows about swapping times to hit a world audience. In tw it's 24 You know what, Girl 2.0? We were just at the store the other day, um, and we we picked up something for a community member. And I'm not going to say their name because, like, there's no fun in that. But we we, we were walking by something, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this reminds me of so-and-so, who I've never even met, but, like, I feel like is a friend to me. Like, I've known them for, like, eight months now. And like we have spent a lot of like I, like time like together in chat, and I go, oh my gosh, I'm gonna send this to them, you know? Just would have never met them if it yeah. wasn't for Twitch. And now like I see things that randomly remind me of them, like in the in the grocery store. Um, and I saw, yeah, Chili knows. Chili is like trying to get totally international. That's the other thing too. Is like you choose your time frame. Like I'm interested in this country, so let me stream at this time, and that's really really cool too. Um, just wondering if you want us to watch without you, or do you want to watch? I'll I'll pop over after I'll pop over after Super Mario Twitch. What Are you starting you, right now? What? Oh, for the for for um. Yeah, yeah, we do anime in the Discord. <laughs> you know, no big deal. By the way, anim <laughs> Reina anime. I mean, this just would never have made sense to me ever, ever. And Super Mario, <laughs> I think Super Mario. We were we we were in the chat the other day. Um, we were we um. Uh, I was just like, oh yeah, Raida's a noob to to uh, to anime, and she wants to talk shit on me. It's like, bro, I've been I've been I've been at it since Akira, son. So don't even talk to me. I'm fucking I'm old school like that. Okay, uh, I would like that, you guys. 
Yeah, that would be awesome if you can wait. Sorry, we're doing like side talk. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> guys. So um, we got about two minutes left, and then we're going to start uh, opening up the, the Cypher Deluxe. Do you have any new music coming out? Anything that people can expect? Any any cool surprises? Any plans? What's your any big plans? What 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 do we got to look forward to from Rain of Mystique? I just unofficially released a song. It's only available to subs in the Discord section of my Discord. Uh, it's it's in the D. I dropped it in there. That song is called Hold. Uh, the reason that it's not officially released is because uh, the producer wants to try to sell it to a bigger artist and like. I'm here for that, guys. If I could just, if I could just write the music and have other people record it and promote it, dream. Um, so, but I did record a version and I released it to the subs. Um, so, if you're subbed to my channel, go check that out. Uh, I do, I do have other music written. In September, we did a subathon and I took a month of just writing. I use those funds to just like take time off and write. Um, so there's other songs that I am going to record and then, um, just, um, I'm going to grow my Twitch channel. Like that's like a big goal for me is just to have a thriving community. Does the, no, the D does not have BDE. Okay. <laughs> but it could, if you wanted, I got plenty to give. Uh, but no, it's going to stay calm. It's a calm D. It's a, it's, a, it's a calm but effective d a calm but effective <laughs> yeah. d she says um so i'll continue with that hopefully i'll get to do some acting you know it's just all new territory like you know that's the thing about being an artist is like you work towards something and then the plan changes because life changes so we'll see uh we'll see what happens but i do have music always always have music always got music thank you so much Raina Mystique everyone give give Raina Mystique uh, some love I'm gonna give her I'm gonna actually give her some claps because oh thank you because she was I'll so sit, thank you Thank you so much, Raina. I appreciate you coming on the show. Everybody, go give her a follow. All her information is in the show notes. Go give her uh, a follow and some likes. She also is uh, streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Raina Mystique. And that's R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E dot com. Go get yourself some Raina Mystique. Love you, boo. Mwah. Okay, so uh, you can also go and find We Speak English Good on the... <laughs> on twitch at twitch.tv slash we speak english good you can write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com and that is it I'm, I'm not doing all the other stuff i'm just i'm calling it because i got so much to do today i have a gig later on today uh, like an actual gig where i gotta go somewhere and play so i gotta go do things and i didn't even change my guitar string so it's just gonna sound <laughs> all dull and crappy uh it's just been a crazy couple it's just 2021 has been awesome and crazy so we'll talk about next time guys all right i will see you guys soon take care of yourself be good to your fellow human beings hjs for everybody Bye bye